Lekutah Sichas Chelik Dalet, the Sicha for Parshas Nosoi. In this Sicha, the Rebbe is going to apply the halacha that is discussed extensively in the Parsha of Nosoi, the law of the Din of Asoita. And the Rebbe is going to apply it in the spiritual sense relative to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that when a person has the uh, character, bad characteristic of arrogance, that in a way is going into hiding from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem does not wish to be present wherever there is an entity which isn't subjugated to him, which is arrogant and holds itself in as a separate and independent existence. And therefore, that's considered going into hiding, hiding from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not there. And the Rebbe, however, is going to explain that based on the words of the Ragachavar, that notwithstanding the fact that a person uh, is and was in hiding, but yet the person can return and change around. Uh, Hashem can forgive him if the person returns returns to it. And the Rebbe is going to also bring out that in the halacha, after the writing of the Megillah has already been erased, then forgiving of the husband on the kinui, on the warning that he gave, no longer helps. And the Rebbe is going to explain why and how is this applicable in the spiritual sense. But now let's learn inside. So first the Rebbe is going to briefly, in Ois Aleph, Tell us about the halacha of Saita, the way it appears in the Parsha, and then give us the uh, counterpart, the spiritual meaning, how it is uh, in the idea, in the relationship between God and the Jewish people who are also uh, equated to a husband and uh, a wife. Ois Aleph, Sif Aleph. In Parsha's Nosei, Berta Rumgirat Derdinfun Saita. In the section of Nosa, he discusses the law of the Saita. When a husband warns his wife, he warns her, you should not go into hiding, seclusion, with this individual, with a certain individual. And she did not listen. Although that it is possible that she has not committed a sin with that individual, is to leave them alone. So just because of the fact that she went into seclusion, after having been warned by her husband, so that calls her already a soita. The name soita by definition means already that she has moved away from the ways of modesty and the uh, Ruach Shtus as the Gemara says in soita is spirit of folly. So 
the fact alone that she's done and gone into seclusion, that already is something which isn't desirable. There are many laws which have to be done with regards to the Saita. Uh, so, the Rebbe as it's articulated in detail in the, uh, in the portion of the Torah, in the Sedra. So, the Rebbe says that that a man and a woman that uh, are here in this world, where we know them with all their details, so they are a a sample, they are similar to their roots, from from where they come. So what we see here is actually shows on their source where they come from, to the very first source, which is so to speak, all the ways to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the gathering of Jews and the Jewish people they are called uh, a man and a woman so uh, the relationship that takes place over here in the details apply also to Hashem that's why we understand that all the details of the laws of Saita they are also take place, they exist between Knesset Yisrael with HaKadosh Baruch HaNashem that Kinnu from HaKadosh Baruch to Knesset Yisrael where is the warning of Hashem from HaKadosh Baruch to Knesset Yisrael is the Ma'ibrish Nesivui to Yadrin that's the command of Hashem to every Jew Lo Yiyah Lecha so, the Ebishtha says it's like a warning, an individual warning. It's like a husband warning the uh, wife, which is warning the Jewish people. should be to you in a singular way to every Jew. Not to have another God in my face. So, what we do with them is Hashem is saying not to worship other gods, and that's a warning. What we do with them is Altistri Mishplani. This is saying there's a warning. Don't go into seclusion with another person. Here Hashem is saying, don't worship other gods. Um, but it's not understood. But there's something which doesn't quite match in the way, in the metaphor, in the, in the way it's with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu versus the way we have Lamato. What does it mean? How does it apply with regards to Hashem, the whole concept of seclusion, to going to a place of hiding, a hiding from Hashem. Since God is everywhere, there is no place which is empty of Him where He's not. And no matter where a person hides, He's always before Hashem. So, basically, you're always in God's presence. Via state, as the verse in Yirmiya, Perikhov Gimel, Paschov Dalet, states, Can a man go into hiding and hide himself so that I will not see him? Says God, and what's made still of a Knesset of a Kodesh Baruch Hu? 
So what does it mean that the Knesset Yisrael is in seclusion, is in hiding? It hides from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How are you going to hide from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So when Hashem says to you, don't go, don't worship Likim uh, HaChedim, is a wonder, go, don't go have a relationship with other gods. Okay. But how could Bnei Yisrael go into hiding in seclusion? How are we going to apply that part of the metaphor uh, with regards to above? The answer of them, the answer on this, that God says with regards to one who is arrogant, I and him cannot live. As this text in Yiddish, I says God and he, the one who is arrogant, we cannot be in the same place. So therefore it turns out, as Gaiva is an Indian from Stira, that Gaiva arrogance is a contradiction for the Mebushtun Kavayochel from Hashem, so to speak. In Dambal Gaiva Gifinter Zachnit, he does not find himself with someone who is arrogant. As if he doesn't, so to speak, see the one who is arrogant. As the Baal Shem Tov translates the same verse, and he says it in a not in a question mark, not rhetorically, but actually in a tone of uh, that it's relaxed and stays that way. In if a person goes into hiding, and he's that he's an ani, he's arrogant, then I don't see him. As Bashasa mentions vani, when a person is an I, meaning he is arrogant, is a bazikan ich, so he by himself is somebody. Uh, I importance is then Hashem doesn't see him. He doesn't see him. So we here we see when God's saying uh, don't have to do with other gods, basically keep the mitzvahs and not to have any relationship with other gods. And it's, uh, this is a metaphor of also not going into seclusion, which means not being arrogant, because going into arrogance is a level of seclusion. Because, so to speak, Hashem doesn't see you when you're arrogant because Hashem cannot dwell together with a person that is arrogant. In Ois Beis, um, the Rebbe is going to bring down from the Raga Chover uh, that one Hashem can actually forego. Once a person turns to Hashem, one can sort of change things around. So even notwithstanding the fact that the person was arrogant, but God can forgive him that arrogance, and then he can once more uh, be in the presence of Hashem. Um, and the Rebbe is going to point to a, a, a seemingly disagreement from the uh, Talmud Bavli and the Yerushalmi in the law of when a husband has a right to forego, to be Michael on the kinui, on the warning that he gave. It seems that there is a disagreement between the Bible and the Yerushalmi. According to the uh, Ragachover, he answers the distinction between that it's not really a disagreement because it's talking about different situations. And based on that, the Rebbe wants to bring out in Hashem's situation, the metaphor towards Hashem, um, Hashem could actually forgive us under all circumstances because there is no machlokes in Bible and Yerushalmi and this is similar to the case of the Yerushalmi, as we'll see inside. Oiz base, Sir base. A stating Gemara 
it says in the Gemara, as Baal Shemachal al Kinuyev Kinuyev Machal, that if the husband goes ahead and then he forgives, he forgoes on the warning that he gave, then his warning is forgiven. Afila Nochdem was the man had mechanic went to sein Freu even after the husband has already warned his wife. And he said to her, don't go into seclusion with this person, this individual. He's able to remove his warning. And it's as if he would never have been warned her. So then, if she would go into, say, into seclusion with that person, after he's forgiven her, no, she's not a saita because he has taken away his kino. Um, in the Gemara Paskintop, but the Gemara rules that does was the Balkan Michelzain that the fact that this that we say that the husband can forego um, on the kinnis is Davke Koydim Stira that is before she ever went into seclusion. So he forgave her before she went into seclusion. Eiders I threw it for Balt with the mention of Echad Manatiron Gizok Taltistri prior to. The woman going into seclusion with that person that the husband told her that she should not go into seclusion. So prior to that, the husband can forgo on his seclusion, on his warning, and then if she will go after that, it's okay. But once she has gone into seclusion, then it's too late. Then forgiving, forgoing that is not is not going to help. Is already a soiter with the tamder funis. So what's the reason for that? Because calls for as long as she hasn't gone into seclusion, so nothing besides his warning took place here. So there's only a warning. So if there's only a warning, so he can take out the warning. And on his warning, he is in charge. He is, so he can take it away. So therefore he can take it away. He can nullify it. But if after already she went into seclusion, there's something else that happened this is not dependent upon him there is that seclusion that took place and therefore his mechila doesn't help anymore so because at that point already there's already a stira so something else happened so he's going to be mechila but there's something else to deal with we have to deal with a stira so that is the reasoning, and that is the halacha, the way it's brought down in the Bible. In Yerushalmi, in Yerushalmi, he seems to be, however, it stays differently. As the Balkan Mechel Zayin, that he has a right to forego his warning, even after the seclusion. For as long as the parchment has not been erased. As long as the Megillah that you have to is has not been erased. And that means that if the husband should forgive the Meimachalit, then we won't go through the process of the Saita, drinking the water, etc., because the husband has forgiven her. So that seems to be a contradiction between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. Is Mevayer in them the so the Ragachavar explains about this as his nitkin plucked to the Bavlin Yerushalmi, that this is not really an argument between the Bavlin and Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi Redveg Azaz Sort Stira 
was in ganze Metzies is blois mitzader kinui. He says Yerushalmi, who says that you can even be mevatel, the you can take away the warning even after she already hiding, is talking a such a kind of a seclusion, such a kind of a stira. Was the ganze metzies is blois mitzader kinui, that the whole reason existence why that is considered to be secluding is because of his warning. So that means that the warning of the husband is what made that into a seclusion. What's the example? If he tells her, don't go into seclusion with your father. There isn't a din of yichud with a father. Uh, and therefore, that would not qualify as a area of seclusion only it does if he told her not to go in with your father then that becomes a matter of seclusion or that he may have been older, or he told don't go into seclusion with 100 people 100 people by definition is not seclusion but the fact that he warned her not to be with 100 people that makes that into a seclusion in those cases um he can forgo the mechila. He can forgo. He can be Michael even after she went into seclusion, uh, because the entire seclusion is based upon his his saying. There's not really seclusion there because, in essence, it's not considered secluding. It's only considered secluding yourself, still, because the husband told her. But without his warning, that's not even considered into seclusion. So when the husband forgoes, forgives, and he removes his warning, so then also this seclusion becomes nullified in its entirety. The whole matter becomes nullified. It's no longer in existence. Because it's not really something else to deal with, because it's really only his warning, and because without his warning, it's not a seclusion. So basically, what do we see from this? Uh, that if it's a situation, and this, this which is follows through both of the Bab and the if it's a situation where the entire reason for the seclusion has been determined by the husband, by the one who warned it, so then um, he has a right to forego it. So this will tell us with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, who is the one who says that this is considered seclusion, that he can forgive it. The Furnish Farshtandik, B'negei HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kenas Yisrael, in relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kenas Yisrael, as Ibal, the Remes is, since the truth is, as Alamol is leis, as Sarpanui Minei, that it is always that there is no place that is empty from Hashem. So in truth is, it really, there isn't really an existent such a, uh, such a, uh, um, an existence of a seclusion. There's no seclusion for Hashem. The stira is not about the need The only reason why that's considered to be seclusion is because God doesn't want arrogance to have a Hashem called Kvalev. It's a abomination of Hashem, anybody who's arrogant of heart. And me and him are not able to dwell. 
Bald, dass die ganze Metzies von der Stille wird nur zu lieb sein rotzen. So sind that the entire existence of this being in hiding is only from the Stille Welt, is only because Hashem wants it. Can der Ebersch der Alm und Meichel sein, so therefore God has the ability of meaning the halacha is also uh, as the halacha is that he can forgive even after there was the, uh, the seclusion so here the Rebbe brought out the idea of seclusion of Hashem is the level of arrogance and the Rebbe brought out that Hashem if he wishes to forgive, so to speak, he can he can uh, do that. But there is a case where, so to speak, that Hashem cannot forgive. What is that case? That if the Megillah was already erased. Now we're going to explain in the spiritual sense what is the point that Hashem could forgive, so to speak, and what is the point that Hashem does not forgive. Uh, because even after seclusion, Hashem could forgive as long as the parchment with the writing has not been erased. But after the erasing of the parchment, then they cannot forgive anymore. So that would... How does this metaphorically apply to HaKadosh Baruch? We'll see in the Gimel. Then helped over the Mechila. When does forgiving help? Even in a situation when the entire seclusion is dependent on the warning because the husband made up that level of seclusion. As we said before, 100 people or his uh, father or father. That only helps for as long that the Megillah has not been erased. So what is the metaphor before the Megillah is erased? And how does it apply, which is easier to attain that Mechila than Hashem forgives? So, what does it mean when we talk about erasing the parchment? By stating them that consists in this, as that you separate the letters from the parchment. What does that point to? And this brings in openly, in a revealed way. That even before you erased, they weren't really one. Why could it be erased? Erased, they separate themselves because they weren't really one. Had they been the parchment, the words with the parchment would have been one. Then it doesn't apply a separation. And that's why when we're actually dealing with letters that are engraved, because they are one with the item in which they are engraved, then you cannot erase just the letters, unless you also remove a part from the material in which the letters are engraved. You cannot just take out the letters without the uh, without removal of the item in which the letters are on and therefore erasing points to the fact that to begin with they are not really one and part 
of the parchment. So how does this interpret into the meaning, spiritual meaning of matters? When the parchment hasn't been erased, when a person, when a Jew studies the Torah in a means, in a way that it becomes engraved, that it doesn't apply that you cannot remove the letters that are engraved from him because he and the Torah are one you can't take it away then even though by him was hiding which means he was arrogant he had got caught up got caught in him some arrogance so that only affected him his outwardly and forgiving from above takes away everything. When the Rebishter is the is great unforgiving. Uh, whatever happens, but if the Megillah has been erased, that points to that even before him and the Torah were two separate matters is damut meglach then it's possible as the yeshus it's possible that that existence and arrogance have penetrated him through and through then he gets the law of a soita then he has to bring a gift of barley which is Michael Mahema, which is the feed of the animal. And that gift needs to be a tenth of an eifah, was bevised of Dali Dalus, which represents the poor of the poorest. The Mincha of the Gorams, that was the gift that was brought by the very poor. This means, so what does this mean? How does he rectify his arrogance? That he must impact himself and recognizing and feeling that he's really very poor in knowledge. To the extent he's almost like an animal. That's the only way for him to modify and to fix up his arrogance if it's in a level of Nimch Kamigila, if the Torah that he learned wasn't really one with him. So when he affects by himself that humility, is not only does he become pure to Hashem, but he reaches to a level, he reaches a level which is even higher than his level. Then he was before. That he concludes that uh, she will be clean and she will give. Uh, seeds will give birth to new children. The Gemara is mefarish, and the Gemara explains that also you led this had she given birth. Uh, and what is birth by tzaddikim? To the same tzaddikim, amachum tzaddikim. What are the birth? What is tzaddikim's uh, children, as we know? And all the people are tzaddikim, amachum tzaddikim. In mitzvahs, maizim toivim. Those are mitzvahs and good deeds. Those are the, the same shel tzaddikim. 
So hoisa yeledes. So if the maisim toivim and mitzvahs was mitzari yeledes berevach. Now they're going to give birth in a comfortable way, which is in the simple way for a soita. Instead of giving birth through pain, she's going to give birth with uh, in a easy way. So the same thing is for toivim mitzvahs that were done with mitzari will be done berevach. To the point that it reaches to the the essence, the real level of 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 widening. In a place where those who repent stand, even complete tzaddikim are not able to stand there. This is for the sikh of Yud based Tammuz and Tovshin Yud Zayin. Just to mention that in Aura 13. The Rebbe explains that if the Megillah is Le Nimchaka, which the Rebbe learns that the person is really connected with Torah, but because it doesn't separate, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, the words don't come apart, which means he and Torah learned the Torah as one thing, then. Hashem forgives. So the Rebbe said this would apply to all sins, which are all sins are based on arrogance, uh, that being an independent existence from Hashem's will. And they come because of the soita, because of the idea of Ruach Shtus. But there is an exception with the sin of Oedezorah, idol worship, which touches the level of Chachm of the soul. Uh, which is on the uh, level, uh, a very high level, so that touches also the level of Chakika, which means that even if the Torah is Chakuk, but with the Avedah Zorah, it becomes a... That's why, by the Avedah Zorah, by the Egel Moshe even though they were on the level of Chakika.